0: Hello and welcome back to Media MD, the podcast where each fortnight we prescribe each other a piece of media that we have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And uh, this week we're in between our in Bruges watch, so to kind of tide you over until we talk about in Bruges again. Because it's a very complicated movie and it takes two full weeks to watch and fully digest. Oh,
1: I'm only halfway through. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, we thought we would bring you a piece of off-week content. Um, so this week we're talking about uh, a little bit of a kind of niche... Uh, internet uh, <laughs> media that, that, uh, that probably doesn't warrant a full uh, two-week uh, series of episodes by itself, and that is something called, and I still don't really know how to say its name, but I'm just going to say 17776, or What Will Football Look Like in the Future?,
1: yeah. So I I I'm assuming because it's all about American football and stuff, so it's all like seventeen seventy-six, but they added an extra seven in there, so it's like fifteen thousand years in the future. Yeah,
0: it's fifteen thousand years in the future. Um so we we'll well let's start off with how how far through this did you get, Elliot, before the before we did yeah. this
1: episode. Um yeah, well so so you sort of introduced this to me for for this quick episode, and I think there's there's about twenty-five chapters. Mm-hmm. if if chapters is the most appropriate word um and i've read the first five or so so i haven't, okay, I haven't cool. made i haven't made it too far in but i think i've read enough to have a general understanding of what's going on
0: yeah so I, I guess the first thing i'm going to say here is i think that this is really something that's better experienced cold so if you haven't read this just google the number one seven 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 six and check it out and you'll Thoroughly enjoy it and then come back and listen to the podcast because, yeah, th- I, I really do think this is something that that is better when you go in cold. Um,
1: and I think that's because the, Or well, f- I mean, I'm only, you know, 20% of the way into it or whatever, but for me, the highlight so far has just kind of been the absurdity of the mm-hmm. whole thing. And that's going to be lost on you the more you know about it going in. So, yeah. And yeah. it's
0: very kind of convention defying. Um, so let's stop one two three and now we'll start talking about it with spoilers um (laughs) so let me i guess give a general quick summary of what it is um so basically it's a story set in the year 17,776 which is you know 15,000 years in the future and around the year i think it's 2026 humans became immortal uh there, there was some kind of nanotechnology. It's not super 100% explained, but um, if I'm remembering correctly, there's some kind of nanotechnology that means that humans don't age, they don't die, uh, no humans are born, and so the, the global population is set, it's locked. Um, yeah. And, and you know, there's enough food for everybody, and everyone, every all the world problems are kind of solved. Um, and it's a story about what humanity does after there's nothing left to do you know um what does it mean to to be a human after all kind of scarcity in in our capitalist society has been
1: taken away um and and i mean that that in and of itself isn't a super original like unique concept like you know stuff like that has sort of been addressed in little sci-fi short stories or whatever mm. but i think what uh what what i've never seen before that's sort of done in this is how how much it's very it, there's sort of a theme of stagnation yeah, in this definitely. Like, like um you know the you know there's it's 15,000 years and it's all the same people and it seems like for the most part they're all just kind of doing the same thing over and over again yeah um, they, like they've all been doing the same
0: thing for ages
1: you know yeah and and they're not really trying to pursue you like i mean you know you'd sort of assume that after 15,000 years we'd be colonizing space or or something but as far as i can tell from reading this i mean everyone's just playing football yeah um,
0: um some of these some of these questions are touched on and and um the story really does focus on Football, like what American football looks like in the future, um, and, yeah. and I guess we should talk a little bit more about that because it is such a weird, like the, <laughs> it's it's weird thinking of this story as a, a mashup between like Google Earth, space exploration satellites, and football, but that's basically <laughs> what it is. Um, and yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, so the plot sort of focuses on these on these football games and these space uh, space satellites or whatever. But yeah, definitely, like I mean, what we what we'll have to talk about as its own thing is the. Well, I mean, I guess the medium that that this resides on, because that's that's probably the highlight for me is the unique way it's all presented. Mm.
0: Yeah, so let's touch on a bit on what football actually is, because it's not—it's yeah. similar to what you would think of as American football today, but obviously it's kind of bastardized and cannibalized and evolved over 15,000 years into this thing where people kind of make up their own rules to football. Um, so one example that comes up a fair amount is... A game of football where the aim of the game is to collect footballs autographed by this one specific player who was active for a few years and signed maybe like 40 or 50 footballs. And the game is over when all the footballs have been collected by players of the game and that's it. And it's this game that's been going on for hundreds if not thousands of years of people just kind of going around and traveling around to find these autographed footballs and kind of stealing them from other people.
1: Um... And I mean, to me, that that sort of fits in with this whole concept of stagnation because this is a dude, I think they say he was active in like the 1990s. So, you know, this is literally 15,000 years later and people still have these footballs in their attics. So, I mean, it seems to me like nothing has happened in 15,000 years um, because if anything interesting had happened, people wouldn't still have football signed by someone no one cared about in the 1990s in the year 17,000.
0: Yeah, um, and and this is just one example of one of the tens of thousands of games of football that are being played concurrently. Um, One of my favorites is a game that uh, is played where a player will put this giant iron, in air quotes, football into a cannon and shoot it somewhere random in the world. And then everyone has to rush to try and get it and whoever is the first person to get it or to find it um, they get to shoot it for the next round and whoever and you get <laughs> points each time you shoot it and whoever gets all, a lot of points will win the game and it's just kind of this long form thing um, and, and so yeah. this is what humans are doing to entertain themselves now at, at least in America which is where this story is set they're playing American football they're they're playing these weird versions of games that are fetching balls or Carrying balls across state lines, or whatever it is, um,
1: and I mean this. And, this sort of makes sense, like from what from what I've gathered so far. Like it seems like nobody needs to work or or anything anymore, anyway. So, I mean, coming up with ridiculous games that take thirty years per round is <laughs> actually like kind of sensible, because like what else do they have to do?
0: Yeah, what else is there to do? Um, yeah, exactly. And 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 this theme of what else is there to do is. is very central to the story um, because we're following these satellites, right? We're following the Jupiter 9, the Jupiter 10, and... the uh, Sorry, the what are they called? Something 9. Um, it's
1: um, Pioneer 9. Pioneer, that's right. Pioneer sorry. 10, and then the Jupiter Ice... I can't remember its full name, but its short name is Juice.
0: It's the Jupiter Icy Moon Exploration sat- uh, Satellite or something. Um, and in 15,000 years, these satellites have been sent off and forgotten about and then kind of gained sentience over the 15,000 years. And and so our main character is, I think, the Pioneer 9 satellite, which has kind of awakened and is trying to uh, grapple with the concept of being 15,000 years in the future and then kind of observing humans and observing these different games of football with uh, the Jupiter 10 and the Juice satellite kind of talking to it. Um,
1: Yeah, which is such a... (laughs) such a weird idea for a main character like they've already taken this weird concept of of people playing games in the far future because they're all immortal and they're like yeah but what if it was from the perspective
0: of a satellite an
1: ancient satellite that has suddenly gained quantum coherence for some reason like it's just yeah it it's so on point for how weird the rest of it is yeah
0: um so so let's talk about the multimedia kind of aspect of the story right so it's (laughs)
1: <laughs> I <Yeah>. don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's just like each, it, it kind of seems like there are no rules. Like it almost feels like the creators sort of had these ideas for what each chapter was going to be. And they just sort of decided what the best way to convey that information was at the for, for this section was. And they did that. So like some bits are YouTube videos, other bits are like screen recordings of them using Google Earth to show places. mm Um, I mean, my, my, uh, I really liked the first chapter, um, which uses all those calendars to just sort of show you, uh, I mean, the, the premise of the first chapter is basically this Pioneer 9 wakes up and before he can get upgraded by the other satellites to be able to instantly communicate, he needs to like wait about a year at a time. And so he sort of awakens with consciousness and then Mm. is sort of having to wait like a year at a time before he can send messages. And so at the start, it's sort of
0: he has to send these messages, and by now these satellites are all so far away that sending messages in in three dimensional space is a, a years long affair, right?
1: Exactly, but like you you can see like this drives him mad because when he first wakes up, he he gets a message, and then he sort of tries to respond, and and you can see it, it's so it's all displayed just on a calendar, and and the messages mm. he's sending appear on whatever day he sends them, and so it starts off every few days he's like, please respond, and. And, you know, like I'm going insane and, and and then it sort of slowly starts to deteriorate and he's like, that's it, I'm not responding anymore. And then like two months later, you see him sort of come back and be like, please answer please, me. Like please so respond odd. to me, yeah. And uh, using the calendar to sort of separate those um, messages was really, for me at least, was really successful and just sort of it's instantly establishing like how long um this is all going because then that quickly expands they once they establish that it takes a little over a year to send a message um both ways they they then the the two satellites get into an actual a bit of a routine of yeah only only talking appropriately but and and you really get a concept of the scale of that because you're scrolling down the page through like 12 calendar months at a time (laughs) Yeah, and um, it, and, it, and you don't the, the feeling of, of scrolling scale.
0: through the page to get to the next message really conveys like you're scrolling through like six or seven empty months and there's just yeah nothing. exactly and and then the next kind of two word message comes and it it um yeah it hammers home the sense of scale. It reminds me of this this website um, which isn't it's just like a, a kind of science thing called if the moon was a single pixel and it's this website that just shows the moon on your screen as a single pixel. And then you just kind of scroll. um, And it represents if one pixel on your screen is the moon, how far away is, you know, how far away is a planet? How far away is the closest star to us? How far away is whatever? Um, And you physically scroll through it. Um, And it's, it really helps put into perspective things like vast distances, which humans can't really, (laughs) like, yeah, interpret in their head
1: um yeah and which yeah and because i mean what really works about this is is because all those messages are sort of crowded right at the start because the the satellite has just gained consciousness and is freaking Mm. out um that's what really gives you that sense of perspective because you're used to the first two months there's messages like a couple of times a week and so then when it starts to really drag out you're still sort of keeping your eye on everything because that's what was established at the start and you sort of have to realize that like he's waiting a year at a time before he can actually talk to someone Mm -hmm. and um and I mean then there's that one point where uh where the the other satellite is like okay what I need you to do is like point your magnetometer at this angle for 27 for 27 years or something and I was just like oh fuck how long am I going to be here (laughs) <laughs> um but luckily they, they condensed the, they the scrolling condensed down. It down you, yeah. And I mean I kind of assumed that's what the whole thing was going to be. So jumping into the next chapter, which I think was just like a a YouTube video. Um and, and then like after mm-hmm. that it was all these Google maps mixed in with like commentators slash tornado chases. Yep. Um yeah, it, it really varies it up and, and it's it's cool. I mean they clearly just sort of were experimenting and doing whatever the hell they wanted for each chapter without worrying about what they've already put together.
0: Yeah. So you say they, um, the, the person, the brainchild behind this is a guy called John, John Boy, B O I S boy, I think. Um, and it, (laughs) it's just as weird thinking of, of his job as, as it is (laughs) that, that this thing exists, uh, because he's a, he's a creative director of content, I think, at SB Nation, which is Vox Media's sport news website. Yeah, Um, And so this story has kind of come about. um, If you you look it up, you'll probably find it through the SB Nation link, which starts out just looking like an article, and then as you scroll through it, the text kind of grows onto your screen until it covers the entire screen, and then it kind of gets into this whole multimedia experience. It's it's very bizarre. Um, (laughs) As far as I can tell, his job is just to create kind of content like this um and this is obviously his biggest project which was i think in july of this year but he's done other things like alternate fiction if if tim Tebow played in like a canadian uh, league or or there's one where he gets uh, the denver broncos and the seattle seahawks and and like maps them in a madden game and makes the The Denver Broncos like giant hulking ogres and the Seattle Seahawks little tiny skilled players and kind of pits them off against each other and he does a bunch (laughs) of this weird content um, which I'd compare to something you might know Elliot which is one of Vox Media's other sites is Polygon um, and they produce a lot of weird kind of video content and I think this is the kind of sports version of that (laughs) I don't really know Um, which is endearing to me because I'm not a like we're I definitely know nothing about American football at all
1: um and I don't think you do know that much about it either but i yeah i my knowledge is pretty limited
0: yeah, but even though that this is a definitely an american football story it it's it, it revolves around American football players and American football as a concept it it kind of merges it with science fiction in this way that is so accessible and so engaging um yeah, yeah. It, it's just such a weird, bizarre thing to exist, and I'm so happy that it does exist.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I remember like when we when we kicked off this into the rabbit hole thing a few weeks ago with Marble mm. Olympics. I kind of thought that we'd already set the bar pretty high for just kind of weirdness and and you know how does this existness. Yeah. And uh I I'm I'm impressed that, you know, in, in about three weeks you've managed to completely obliterate that bar. Um <laughs> oh, don't this worry, is there's more weirder. coming. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and
1: I think that's one of the reasons why doing
0: this kind of down into the rabbit hole off week content series is important to me, is because the the kind of accessibility of the internet means that there are content creators who can just make things that are so either so niche or even even accessible content that's so bizarre and so out there and so defies modern standards for like content creation um it there's like a wealth of incredible stuff out there and and it's it's great to be able to kind of dive into it um yeah anyway i I would definitely recommend if you haven't i know i said this before if you (laughs) didn't listen to me before and you listened to this whole episode without checking out 17776 you should check it out because it's
1: incredible. It's it's a really—it's uh, it, really an, touched... yeah, an experience. I like, think it's just so unique and kind of captivating. Just like content aside, it's just captivating because it's just so different, and you're just constantly surprised because you couldn't possibly predict what's coming next because it's, it seems completely random, but it's all mm. so good. Yeah.
0: And and we haven't really touched on this that much in the episode because you you aren't that far through it. But as it progresses, it does get a lot more into discussing these kind of more grander science fiction um, conceits, like, you know, how did the world get to be how it is and what does that actually mean? And it explores it through this lens of American football still and, and kind of American football players and humans and how they kind of relate to the game. But... It, it it does kind of deal with these loftier science fiction concepts. Um it's not just a kind of fun thing. Okay. It's got <laughs> it's it's just so like when you're talking about it you can't not talk about the bizarre nature of it because it's just so <laughs> out there. Um but yeah. yeah, it it's great. Uh it's a great time.
1: No, it's definitely it's definitely worth giving a shot if if you haven't, because you know, you may you may not finish it or whatever, but it's it's just worth trying out just to see how different it is
0: um yeah uh so if you do check it out i'll we'll put up a reddit thread where people can talk about it um on our subreddit yep. and while you're on our subreddit you'll also find our discussion thread for in Bruges, so you can let us know your thoughts ahead of our episode next week for that um yeah gosh all right i guess we better stop talking about this bizarre thing and, <laughs> and get back to it get back to finishing the rest of in Bruges. Oh, yeah, exactly. All right, we'll
1: we'll see you next week.